This is Partial Credit, the education podcast with a twist. Welcome to Partial Credit, the podcast where we are all teachers and all students, but obviously I'm the head teacher for completely arbitrary reasons because I never make mistakes. There will be questions, quizzes, and graded material that means absolutely nothing, but we will be learning and that's all that matters. Today is theater, led by our theater. <laughs> air quote student, Lily. Lily. Hi. Hi. Good morning. And I'm Lucas. Good morning. Follow me on Instagram at Sacred Plato. Uh, Lily, you're going to have to fill in here for a second. Lily, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lily. I'm a student on partial credit. Uh, my Instagram is Lilium Bloom. It is Lily Flower in Dutch. That's that's exciting. And yes. Andrew, our other air quotes student. Hello there, everyone. I am Andrew. I am the fantastic class clown. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Blazing Asian. Ah, yes, um, the Korean. No, god damn it! I love Vietnamese. I know. Vietnamese, get it right. <laughs> Vietnamese who never says please. Vietnamese never says please. All right, let's go around the room real quick. Our subject today is theater. What does theater mean to you? It meant theater. to me something to do in junior high where I met girls. Uh, Andrew, what does theater mean to you? Theater to me is actually pretty much the same. I, I was in several plays and I did What plays just, were you in? I've done way too many drugs in my past, Lucas. I do not remember what they were. <laughs> <laughs> Living a different well, life now, but I do not remember what they were. Well, as long as you have the theater in your heart, that's all that matters. Theater is always in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily, our air quotes teacher today. Our number one student. <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> so my, uh, my theater past is I started in high school. Uh, I was in the technical side of theater. I went off to college. I didn't study theater. I studied archaeology, uh, which I love. Uh, but the theater called me back, and I started working in the college scene shop. Um, and... Uh, I've always been a backstage person. I currently am an apprentice for IATSE Local 919. Um, I am soon to be tested in, which is great. So I'll become a full member. Right now during COVID, it really doesn't mean much. But um, once theaters get going, it's uh, it's going to be great. Um, my friend Charlotte McPherson got me into theater. Charlotte She's McPherson. Oh, she sounds name. fierce. She, she is, is fierce. Uh, she's a lighting designer in New York City. Oh, um, that's New York City theater. Theater. <laughs> but yeah, theater is my life. Well, sort of. Theater is your life. You just are currently, <laughs> you know, on a hiatus. Correct. And Lily will be the only one graded today, as she is leading us with her book report. And uh, so I will be taking some input from Andrew, some opinions. Uh, if you want to 
be ready to chime in on what you thought at the end and offer up a grade, and then we'll average them. And uh, oh, I'm go always into ready my, to chime in. It'll, it'll go into my report. Oh, boy. Uh, that's not <laughs> nerve-wracking at all. <laughs> all right, Lily, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we are learning about today, and then uh, I guess just take it away. All right. Today, we are going to be learning about the Astor Place Riot. So I want to start this off with talking about Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare. Does everyone know who Shakespeare is? Like, Yes, ma'am. Uh, what shows do you know of his? Well, I was in Macbeth. I played Lord Macbeth in Macbeth. Okay. Andrew? Yes. Do you know any shows by Shakespeare? Were in any shows by Shakespeare? Um, no, I don't want to. No, I don't. No. <laughs> Ro- Ro- Romeo and Juliet. Macbeth. Okay, I, I was um, going to say Romeo and Juliet. Othello. Like in my head, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, that's that's not right. That wasn't Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> it may not have been. There's There are theories. There are theories. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Macbeth. So I'm really glad Lucas knows a little bit about Macbeth. Um, so Macbeth was first staged in 1606. In the theater round. Yes. Do you, Andrew, do you know what Macbeth is about? I, if, if I sat here for a few minutes and like dug deep down into my brain, I could give you, like I've, I've, I've read the book several times, but... As I've said earlier in the show, I've done a lot of drugs in my past, so I've done a lot of damage to my brain cells. I don't remember you um, saying that. I don't either. When did that happen? Oh. Well, I'm not the only one then. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, what do you remember about Macbeth? I remember the trees. I remember Scotland. I remember outdamned spot. Uh... So it was a power move to try to take over Scotland, I believe, was the general idea, uh, where Lord Macbeth was being sort of pushed by Lady Macbeth. If uh, I could be completely off base there. No, you're 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 correct. Um, so and was there like general, a Bartholomew or something like that? Maybe. Um, ba- Banquo. Um, Banquo. Yes. So Banquo. General Macbeth is visited by three witches. They give him a prophecy that he will become the king of Scotland. Macbeth sends word to his wife, uh, and she wants to overthrow the throne. Um, She is very adamant that he is going to become the king of Scotland, which leads to plans to kill the king of Scotland, Duncan. Uh, So Macbeth kills him, and he becomes the king. The witches then come back and give him another prophecy that Bonquo, his right-hand man, is going this to is become, the, his son is, is going double, to overthrow. Double-double toil and trouble, all that one, right? Yes. So it, it is a lot of witches and prophecies. Um, and so... Um, Just like our modern then, government. Yes, yes. Yes. And so... The witches tell him that Banquo's son will become, will overthrow his throne. So then Macbeth sends out hitmans to kill Banquo and his son. So that is the basic, really watered down version of it. There's just a lot of death, a lot of murder. Uh, Eyes of Newt. Yes, uh, there is like bloody babies. It's a very, very dark, cursed show 
in the theater world, um, when they mount a production of Macbeth, it is a, you are not supposed to say Macbeth at the theater. It's a cursed production. In the production. theater. It is a cursed production because like many people yes. have died doing like this production. Into the dark. Yes. Exactly like Spider-Man Into the Dark. Let's, oh God, that <laughs> side note, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Um, so the Astor Place Opera House uh, is located on Lafayette Street between Astor Place and East 8th Street. Uh, I don't know how many of you have been to New York, but great, Andrew, you both have been. Uh, yeah, I've, I used to go there when I was a kid. Um, my uh, my aunt used to be a nun, and so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Auntie Carol, sorry. <clears throat> um, but yeah, she used to be a nun, and they had like this. I want to say convent, maybe like a church, and they had like this little house off to the side. And my mom, when my uh, parents got divorced, me, my mom, and my two sisters used to go up there in the summer. And we used to go to the Bronx Zoo and, like, go explore New York. And, you know, we used to go to Sizzler. Nice. Sizzler was shit when I was a kid. Did you mix all the but sodas yeah, together um, in one cup? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Only way to do it. Um, so that theater was located down where New York University is based. Um, so it's on, it's, like, lower side of Manhattan, which is the old part of Manhattan. The theater district now um, is located from like 42nd Street to like 58th Street. And what year um, was so this again? More, more uptown. Uh, I'm getting there. Yeah, slow your roll, Lucas. Jeez. Um, the Opera House was opened November 22nd, 1847. Yes, so... This opera house uh, was built for New York society. So it was built for the upper class people of New York, which were the people who could afford to go to the theater at this time. Now we're going to get into like a little bit of actor history now. But before this, this is, this is, this is all a setup for the riot. So we're going to learn the people. Yeah, we're going to learn about the people (laughs) and then we're going to get into the riot. (laughs) What were you going to say? Oh, I I was just saying I like riots. Oh, yeah. Um, So we're going to start with William McCready. So William McCready is an English actor. Uh, He is a manager and a a diarist. Now, actor. He's an actor, an English actor in the theater. English actor in the theater. <laughs> so he was actually a part of a lot of new wave techniques in the acting community. Um, so William McCready uh, was known for what they called principle of unity, which was... When the actors got their lines, typically in that time, they just went home and did their lines on their own, and they came back and do the show. He said, this is madness. We need to rehearse all together. So he decided that it was time that everybody got their lines and rehearsed together in unity, (laughs) so it would make the show go better. Um... 
So he would tour the United States and all of England, and he was a super well-known person in the 19th century. He was, like, he he was, was a superstar. He was top, he was a superstar yeah. in that time. Um, now, we move on to Edward Forrest. Ooh. Edward Forrest was a famous American actor at the same time. He was first successful in England in 1836. He was known for being an American actor. He was bringing the American acting style to England. So America had a very different style than England at that time. I'm not sure what this means. I tried to look it up. <laughs> um, if someone could explain it to me on their social media, our social media, that would be great. But I guess it was just the different mannerisms and the different speaking technique. They did both. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like today. What? You know, we, we do things differently today than they do over exactly. there and vice versa. So it's... So William McCready hated Forrest's acting style. Hated it. He would boo him off stage. He would hiss at him. And their rivalry began. So they would go to this each other's us. shows to, to, yes. to, to, to heckle each to other? To diss each other. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this brings us to May 10th, 1849. Here's where your riot starts. So two years later. All so right. this has been two years of them heckling each other. No, so uh, William McCready first saw Edward Forrest in 1836. So it it's been quite a long heckling. heckling. They rivalry. have had this fierce rivalry where they have gathered people. So you're either a McCready or you're a Forrest. Okay, that was going like, to be my question. What's going on in the audience when when the the other actor stands up and starts exactly. Hissing? <laughs> well, you you have your followers. You have your people, you know? So he would bring his posse to the show to yes. diss. Okay. Diss, All right. Yeah, for All right. It's eight mile. It's eight mile. It is. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Like, it's, it's eight mile. I like it. Now, so McCready was um, on a tour to in America, and he was playing Macbeth um, at the Astor Place Opera House. Now, this was a huge deal because this is Forrest's territory. Like, this is his home ground. Like, he is an American actor. He is known for it. However, McCready was the world's greatest Shakespearean star at the time. So to have him at the Astor Place Opera House was amazing. So it actually has a couple of names. It's the Astor Place Opera House, the Astor Place Theater. They, they like went off on it. Um, but Forrest was on his coattails. Like Forrest was coming in hot. He was like, I'm going to fucking take over this position as the world's best Shakespearean actor. He was like, I got this, guys. I'm going to like, I'm going to get this. So, so he was like, he was like the, you know, theater Hitler. Ooh. No, he was just competitive. Ooh. I wouldn't say he was theater Hitler. Just because I, it rhymes I, doesn't mean it's okay, Vietnamese yeah, who never says please. That's a that's a crime. Um So before Macbeth was being on on May 10th, before the show started, a 
a crowd gathered outside the Astor Place Opera House. So you know what this means is when two opposing people. MacReady's on stage for this show? He's on stage. Okay. And and people thought Forrest should have gotten this role. So you have the MacReady fans and you have the Forrest fans outside of the Opera House. This is in New York City. And they started going at it. They started, you know, just getting so rowdy and just throwing punches and just saying their actor was better. And this is an outrage that you would put an English man on an American stage. And and all of these things were happening. So people, it was getting out of control, uncontrollable. And this is only like 50 years after the, the, like this is 50 to 70 years, 75 years after we parted ways with England. So there's still some stuff hanging on. So there is a lot of stuff. Now the militia was called in. The armed militia was called in. Now when an armed militia calls in, they just start shooting into the crowd. They don't care. They don't care who it is. They just start shooting, which ends up killing over 22 people, and several people were injured. So after this riot, the theater was closed and never opened again. And they moved the theaters uptown. So that is the Astor Place riot. And there is a little more to it. Um, so it was really a, it was a argument between the British and the Americans, the, the Wegs and the, the Democrats. It was a, it was both a political statement for people and it was, it was just more than just two actors, the fight between two actors because people, it was a classism issue because it was the poor versus the rich. They, right. Before they, this theater was built, theaters were generally a, um, pl- a communal luxury. place. Well, commun- no, communal place. Yeah, a uh, communal place. It was for it was for both in when theater started. It was for everybody. It was for the general people. Shakespeare used to charge a penny, so anyone could go. So. The fact that this was Wait, now... they had pennies back then? <laughs> yes. Um, so this, the, the fact that this was now a high society thing was unusual. You know, like it was, it was... The lower people couldn't go to the theater because they couldn't afford it. And in this time, this was when immigration was coming in and we had just, you know, we're a new country and... People still hate the British. And now the immigrants are hating on the upper class people. So they will relate to the person who is most like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the American guy. So uh, I happen to know a little bit about this subject because I am the teacher. And uh, do you know what currently sits... uh, in the place of the theater? Why don't you tell Starbucks. Us? It's a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, so this really was wow. one of the first major class wars in in the United States and since the Civil War. And like the largest 
military uh, involvement action against yeah. citizen. Yeah, it's the still stands as the second deadliest riot in New York City. That is correct. It is the second deadliest riot in New York City. And they moved all of the theaters uptown. Like that was one yep. of the, the things that the really to get away from the poor people. Poor people love theater. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, like, even today, it's it's still segregated, ugh, segregated like that. Like, all the higher-end stores, restaurants, are always in the nicer, richer parts of town. Absolutely. And so, yeah. No, I've, I've always said it, and, and I always will. Fuck the poor people. Fucking <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> You know you're talking about yeah. yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, so this this was like a major a riot. Like this is a very well-known New York history and this is really what was the basis for where they put the theater district today. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite things about this story is like you know that cliche where you see people throwing tomatoes on stage and rotten they eggs did at that. the like, actors and all that stuff? Yeah. They did and that. There was that one was... case where somebody threw half a sheep carcass on the stage. Yes. And I think it was I think it was McCready's <laughs> performance, uh, uh, and and he just kept going. Yeah. No, it was it was a huge rivalry, and yeah. it was it it just stems beyond you know just the two actors. It was it wasn't really about them. It was about the larger picture. You know, the poor versus the rich. Your political views and. Right, because Forrest was viewed as more of a man of the people. He was he he was McCready viewed as a Democrat, and McCready was more of the British theater. Republican. You know, like the more conservative. <laughs> Sorry, Lily. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, so you said twenty-two. I've read some as high as twenty-eight deaths. So estimated there are there are not great numbers on this. Because of the time. Uh, right. So I said it's a minimum of 22. <laughs> you know, like okay. there could have been yeah. more. I've read it's estimated. Yeah. I've, I also read that, but you know, a lot of sources said 22. So I, I just went with a minimum of 22 and many more were injured. It was horrific. Like it was just an all out bloodbath. <laughs> unreal unreal um so yeah so what did we learn here today andrew i learned that lily is a wealth of knowledge and i need to hang out and speak with her more um about about the theater uh, yes about the theater it's more like the theater theater, theater. no i mean it's I I was I've always been into to history and you know where where we've all come from and things that have happened in the past but but yeah I mean I you know Shakespeare sh- there's there's always been rivalries you know and uh, why do you think always... something like this isn't taught in school get that dog a mic um right why like something like the riots weren't taught in school. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing. Um, I mean, if this is a uh, famous American, how come we've never learned about him before? Well. That's a good question. I think it 
more comes down to the how important was this? I think it was very important because it really changed quite a lot of the layout of New York City um, and and our history. And it was definitely a huge thing between the British and the Americans. But would a, a classroom think that as important as something like the Civil War? You know what I mean? Like, So I guess... And I guess what I'm trying to get at is you see uh, Germany teaches, like, a very factual uh, World War II and World War I history to their students and, you know, shows that these are not good moves that they made as a country. <laughs> what is Chester doing? Oh, Whereas he was trying to get something this, that wasn't This would his. paint our military in a... Yeah, this would paint our military in a negative light, so why would you... You know, do the pledge exactly. of allegiance and then, uh, it would, and then this, right? It would show a very negative light that we shot blindly into a crowd of people to break up something. You know, it was... They didn't care. They just wanted it to stop and they just shot people. You know? And and it's not a when, great... When, it's not a great, like, American picture. But it happened. Were there injuries before yes. the, uh, yes. you know, outside of like a couple of fist fights, there was injuries before the military yes. showed up? Like they were. But nobody no, died. Not until the military showed up. Okay. All right. Well, the first official book report for partial credit from Big Old Lily. <laughs> and the Chestmeister. Yeah, Chester did most of the work. Yes, he did. <laughs> All right, so to wrap this up, Andrew, how do you grade our friend Lily today? Well, first of all, Chester gets an A. Look at that cute little guy. Um, Lily, she definitely, today, you know, she wasn't really on her A game. Because, you know, she's got a distraction. <laughs> A cute little distraction. I love how this is like a a, 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 a post report at the of a football game. <laughs> Wasn't really in her game. You could tell she hadn't stretched. But yeah, um, she right. she definitely uh, she gets an A in my book. Well, all right, all right, Lily, because I don't want you to get too confident. This is another A minus for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much for telling us about the Astor Place riots, or, or uh, I've seen them called the Shakespeare riots. Yes. Uh, I've so. also, I also, um, in my research, I saw that. Yes, very good job. I liked it. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, please visit Apple Podcasts to rate and review. It really, really helps. And if you'd like to keep in touch, connect or just stay informed about all things partial credit. Lily, how do they get in touch? Our Instagram is at partial credit pod. On Facebook, we are partial credit pod. And on Twitter, we are at credit pod. This episode of Partial Credit is brought to you by Anchor. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. Uh, there's tools that help you record and edit your podcast. Uh, you can do it on your phone or your computer. Uh, they'll distribute your podcast for free. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places you get podcasts. I'm going to say podcasts one more time. You can make money from your podcast. 
no minimum listenership. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, and all you have to do is uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. Thank you for listening to Partial Credit. Our audio engineer is writer Q Stanton. All music produced by Brian Action Jackson. Our students this week were Lily, Tenek, and Andrew Rudiman. Your host and head teacher was me, Lucas Daniels. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps a lot. And check the episode description below to leave us a voicemail. You might end up on an episode of Partial Credit.